Minister for Health Stephen Donnelly has announced the acceleration of plans to deliver additional bed capacity at UHL. Alongside a 96-bed ward block currently being constructed, a further two 96-bed blocks are proposed for the UHL campus in Dora Doyle. And joining me now in the studio to tell us more is Minister of State and Fine Gael TD, Kieran O'Donnell. And you are welcome. Morning, I think the most important question for listeners is, what's new about this announcement? Well, to put it in context, Joe, there's currently a new 96-bed block currently under construction in UHL. It's expected that will be up and running very early in, 20, in 2025. Uh, Minister Stephen Donnelly yesterday has given the go-ahead to UHL to accelerate the building of a second 96-bed block. It will be directly adjacent to the, 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 the 96-bed block that's currently under construction. He w- they will now proceed to... Uh, to do uh, excavation works in terms of, of that new, the second 96 bed block, they'll proceed to apply for planning. And they are now preparing, obviously, uh, detailed designs around the second 96 bed block that they will bring to government. But ultimately, <laughs> just, just to be clear then, so this was in the public domain before, Correct. but it is now being accelerated. It's now happening. The, the uh, UHL have a master plan which included three 96-bed blocks. The first 96-bed block is currently under construction. That will be 96 acute-bed blocks in UHL available up and running for the people of Limerick and the Midwest in very early 2025. Secondly, it, there's a second-bed block now being given, being accelerated, which will involve just the practicalities here, Joanne. And over the years, I'm more interested in the substance of getting projects moving. This ni- second 96-bed block the process is now underway to get to start the building, the physical works of that. Obviously, UHL will now have to apply for planning in the normal way, and you'll be looking to have that in place over the next three to four years. Okay, so that that's might, an extra hundred ninety-two right. extra beds right. overall. So, so that might be operational in, let us say, twenty twenty-seven. Is that Correct. what you're suggesting? Correct. Okay. Now, and then there I is can't, a third. Can't be definitive because obviously UHL will proceed to get planning. Right, yeah. and there's a third ninety-six bed block. Which that, is that, further behind. That's in the master plan, and obviously that's something that UHL will be working on in time. But the key focus at the moment is to get the current 96 but under construction operational to proceed now to start the works in terms of getting the second 96 block uh, built as well. Right. Now, Deputy Michael McNamara of Clare was with me on the show recently, and he was talking about the private member's motion, which he said wasn't opposed by the government, and it included various proposals, including a 24-7 opening of medical assessment units and the injury clinics at St. John's, Ennis and Nina. Will that happen? Well, like, we're always looking at ways to to deal with the situation. The, the, the waiting... The number of people on trolleys in UHL is unacceptably high and has been for some time. The fundamental issue there, Joe, is with a lack of bed capacity. An extra 98 beds went in uh, overall in the last year. The 60-bed block everyone will know about, plus an additional number, 20-plus beds during COVID. We're now doing catch-up. We need to with the 96-bed block currently under construction. We'll now, the UHL will now proceed to put the plans in place to get accelerating the building of the second 96-bed block. That's 192 beds. But on, on the injury units, for example. On, so the decision was taken on the minor injury units. There's 36,000 people going through the minor injury units at the moment per annum. I've had discussions with UHL management. The issue there is, Joe, that if you open that 24 hours, the question is, is that if something happens 
outside of hours, the normal hours. You may, you have to ensure that you have the, the critical care, the backup services in the hospitals. That's not available in terms of Ennis, Nina and John's. We need that in UHL. That's number one. That's why they're um, a day service. The mind, the medical assessment units, Joe, have been now moved to a seven-day week. Um, and that's made a big difference. Not 24-7, but seven days. Seven days a week, eight to eight. There were differing times, and that's in Ennis, Nina and John's as well. The key thing that when you look down, the, the biggest issue for us is it's a resourcing issue. So there's a thousand extra staff have gone in in recent times. UHL have appointed now a specific person to deal with patient flow in the hospital. I think the key things we need to look at are, can we, we, we have a service uh, which is a demanded service where, which is a service that has demands over seven days of the week. The problem is in, in many cases that that service is only available five days a week in terms of, so the biggest issue there is, can we match the, the service delivery with the demand? And one of the two elements are, is that we need to look at ways that we can get people discharged over the weekends. To do that, we must ensure that we have the community service in place that it can be discharged too. And I know that's being looked at actively. And the new CEO of the HEC, Bernard Gloucester, who's of our own parish here in Limerick, it's something he's very keen on to ensure that we can use the community, that we can discharge from the hospitals with the community service to be looked and, at on a seven-day week. And do you see some of that happening this autumn? I do, because I think um, it's something we need to look at. And obviously, consultants play a huge role. And really what we want to see is that I'd like to see consultants uh, looking at having consultants in situ in the ED and other consultants in place over the weekend. Now, I know there's no contracts coming in place, Joe. I value the work that consultants do along with the the nurses and the medical team. But we need to look at ways because we we have a period of time to go before we have the new 96 pet block in place along with the additional one. And and one other thing, very briefly, I'll bring you back in for a further discussion on it. Any closer to knowing when we're going to have a directly elected mayoral election? At the moment, Joe, I, I'm actively working with my officials and the AGs and the AGs office in terms of bringing the legislation into play. I'm still working at the moment to ensure I have legislation published and and to cabinet uh, before the, the summer recess and that it's coming into the door in the Shannon at that point as well. That it's the decision as to when the election will take place. That's entirely decision for Cabinet. My sole uh, focus at the moment is to get legislation uh, published that's fit okay. for purpose, that brings added value to the role of mayor for the people of Limerick and the region. Right. That's something I'm well, going well, to Well, I'm going to come back to you and talk a bit more detail over the summer about that because I think it's well worth you outlining that. That would be important. I, but, I, I but, but, okay. Minister of State, Kieran O'Donnell, Finnegale TD, thank you. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nett on